Lord God, I thank you so much for Sam, and I thank you uh, for the time and uh, the ways in which he's been preparing to speak to us this evening. Lord, I pray as uh, he speaks to us that you would be speaking to him and through him. Lord, that you would dwell deeply within your word and that you would speak through it. And Lord, we pray for your presence with us now. That Sam would know that with him and that we would know that too. Come, Holy Spirit, dwell deeply in your word and speak to us and come alive, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Grace. So, yeah, Adam's already mentioned my name is Sam. Hello. 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 <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I go to St. Margaret's Community Church, which is in Southsea. And big shout out to my dad, um, <laughs> Austin. Big shout out to my uncle Mike. Hey. Um, my lovely girlfriend Hannah over here. My fan club over here. Um, but my dad and uncle are down in sunny or very cold South Sea at the moment uh, on a short holiday. Um, but yeah, so I was visiting my girlfriend Hannah the other week and I was in the driveway and she actually rang me to wonder, wonder where I was. But um, most unlike me to get into a, a lengthy conversation with somebody, um, or maybe not. Um, but but um, her next door neighbour, for the sake of this story, I'll call Terry. Uh, it's not called Terry, but he's called Terry for today. And we were chatting just about all sorts of everyday things, and you know what he likes to do. He plays in a band. He supports the Kaiser Chiefs once, and and. And he then, eventually, after talking to me for a long time, said, uh, what, what is it that you do? And I said to him that I work in the church and, you know, looking to train, hopefully, you know, exploring this idea of becoming a vicar one day. Um, and he sort of went quiet. And he said, oh, that's interesting. Well, I used to go to church. I was in the choir. I was, I was, I was, I was baptised. I was confirmed. Um, and so I said to him, what about now? What about, um, what about today? Do you still go to church? Are you still a Christian? And he said, um, no, no. Um, I've got nothing to do with church anymore. I've, I've lost my faith. I don't believe in God. And I said, um, I'll tell you what requires that. And he, he paused and he said, well, when I was 13, my, my dad died of a, a heart attack. And, you know, I was his shadow. I followed him everywhere and I, I got on my knees um, and, and prayed to God and just said, God, why, why did you take my dad? Why did my dad die? At, you know, now, why now? And silence, you know, he had, he's heard nothing from, from God. And so today's talk is, where is God when heaven is silent? And so... Just, just to say that Terry's story may well have, some of you, may well stir up some emotion in, in you. Perhaps you've lost a loved, loved one. And also perhaps like ask God why, you know, and sense God's silence. Perhaps it's like direction in, in your life and also just sense silence at a point in need. Or even like the idea of Ukraine, you know, and Russia. God, what, what, what is going on? And perhaps struggling with this idea of silence. Or perhaps you're someone who, you wouldn't call yourself a Christian and you're still waiting to hear the voice of God. And if he speaks, then you'll believe silence. 
So where is God when heaven is silent? So a little discussion, continuing the practical theme, not about chocolate this time, but if you want to turn to the person beside you just briefly, um, and yeah, just want to ask this question, has there been a time period or event in, in your life where you felt God has been silent? Yeah, so... Has there been a time period or event in your life where you felt God has been silent? And, you know, carry on talking about chocolate if you can't think of anything. But if you want to get into pairs, um, and if there's an odd number, yeah, just get into threes and maybe just get the conversations flowing. So, yeah, has there been a time period or event in your life where you felt God has been silent? <laughs> Go for it. Uh, Psalm 22 is on page 554 of these, uh, these blue Bibles, which are dotted around the place. There's a big pile of them over there, you can't find them. Uh, Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me, for trouble is near. And there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me. Strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions that tear their prey open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart has turned to wax. It has melted within me. My mouth is dried up like a pot's herd. And my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me in the dust of the death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircle me. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me. From the mouth of the lion, save me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honour him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering or the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. From you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly. Before those who fear you, I will fulfill my vows. 
The poor will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek the Lord will praise him. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations will bow down before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the rich of the earth will feast and worship. All who go down to the dust will kneel before him, those who cannot keep themselves alive. Prosperity will serve him. Future generations will be told about the Lord. They will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Great. Okay, thanks, thanks Adam. Yeah. So I've, I've split up this psalm, so you want to keep it, keep it with you, that'd be, be great. Um, three sections, verses 1 to 10. Is, uh, probably King David wrote this, so is, is wrestling, wrestling with God, verses 1 to 10. And then 11 to 21, his pleading with God. And then number, uh, the third section, 22 to 31, is him praising God. And I think it's sort of... Sometimes it can be helpful to sort of journey alongside this, this, these kind of psalms to understand, you know, this is what it's like to be a Christian, you know, just going through these stages and to sort of, you know, sort of read between the lines here, you know, verses one to two, he's saying, God, where are you? Where are you? And then verses three to five, because in the past I've heard from other people, testimonies, my friends and family, that you've answered, you've answered my prayers. And then verses 6 to, to 8. And not only that, people mock my faith. People don't even believe. Friends around me, people in the, the pub, the friends in the uni, whatever, you know, just, just don't, don't believe. 9 and 10. Lord, I've always followed you. I've been faithful. Verses 11. Sort of the pleading. Lord, be near. Come, come near. I really, like, I really need you. Really need you. 12 to 18, God, I'm struggling, I'm weary, you know, really, really struggling. 19 to 21, help me, Lord. And then 22 to 23 is the praising, just praising anyway, so come, let us praise him. 24 to 26, God is a good God. And then 27 to 31, God is in charge. He is the king of all kings. Um, can anyone relate to any of that in there? I think the good thing about the Psalms is sometimes they can be quite complex, the wording, and, you know, but when you like, sort of read between the lines and pull out bits, I think you can, you know, you can relate. There's a, an opportunity to, I like this word, identify with the writer. When we dig, there's so much we can relate to our own lives. And I believe, you know, reading the Psalms can bring us so much comfort. I recommend reading, reading the Psalms. Although we can perhaps relate to King David here. Where is God when heaven is silent? Psalm 22 doesn't give us an answer to that. So this leads on to points in my talk. My understanding my belief, something I hold on to desperately, is um, that God always, always wants to speak to us. He does actually want to speak to us. And that's something that I believe and 
hold on to. So like all great talks, um, or not so good, it depends, um, three points all beginning with the letter B. Classic sermon here. (laughs) Um, So this just leads on to the centre central sort of core of my talk which is why I believe that God isn't silent so number one is busyness busyness so do we set time aside do I set time aside to spend with God imagine we were too busy to spend time with our our friends do we by the way um be speaking and preaching to the converted here but I think sometimes it's just a good reminder really uh, for what I'm saying so um, do we have a daily quiet time with God I've found I mean I'm the worst person for sitting still and, and focusing and, 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 and spending time with God but I've found when I've set time aside to slow and spend time with God I've never regretted it and for me it's not always been easy but always been beneficial uh, would we even notice his voice if he spoke? The sign here says, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And are we listening? Are we tuning our ears in to hearing God? My friend Mark uh, at church in St. Margaret's, there's a soft play there, and it's crazy, often about 20 to 30, little screaming children in this soft play running around and he said you know when I'm talking to people Sam there's all these kids screaming but when I hear my daughter's voice it's like immediately I can I can hear a voice above everything else he can he, he, he automatically tunes in to his daughter's voice and wouldn't that be amazing if we could sort of find our way of tuning into God's voice got a recommendation a book that I've actually not finished it but so far so so good is this book The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry it's the book at the moment isn't it you know um, yeah it's by John Mark Comer and yeah he, he, he basically says in here that hurry is the great enemy of our spiritual life in our day so perhaps busyness also is the great enemy of our spiritual life in our day so um, this book I'd recommend and also there's 10 podcasts um, and they're called Fight Hurry Fight Hustle, sorry End Hurry podcasts and they're on Spotify and that, for me they're really like great hooks and keys to hearing the voice of God all around being less busy and less in a hurry so the first one's busyness second point is blindness in St Margaret's again I'm part of this gardening club on a Thursday and often have my knees in the soil we've been um, putting in bulbs the last few weeks and, and we've been getting rid of weeds and preparing you know, for, 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 for spring um, and for this particular morning I had my, my, my knees in the soil for, for a few hours and I stopped for a moment and leant against the fence and looked up and saw this cherry blossom tree just bloom and it was unbelievable and I thought how have I only just noticed this like it's definitely been here all this morning obviously but has it been here for a few weeks I've only just noticed this and I think for me it really spoke to me because I feel like God has created this beautiful world and I believe God can often speak through his creation 
I believe it can be found like everywhere really and I think sometimes this is definitely a story for me but sometimes you must stop and you know look, look up from our feet look up look around pause and I think that stop and pause is a really important thing and sort of notice God is to be noticed around us so we've got busyness we've got blindness and the third one is is battle and for this one uh, yeah maybe a little bit more sort of complex but um, I'm sure a lot of you have seen Lord of the Rings but um, in the Fro- Frodo he's got a mission to destroy the ring and so um, J.R. Tolkien the writer is a Christian and he uses lots of metaphors within the Lord of the Rings uh, which can help us understand the idea that we're in a, a battle and so Frodo's on his quest simply to destroy the ring but there's power in the ring and there's powers of darkness in um, in the whole story and he's, he's, he's constantly being drawn and, and pulled to one side to the other side and people are like in his way as he's trying to just you know finish his mission of, of destroying this ring this, this power of darkness essentially and this power of darkness is trying to corrupt and block and get in the way and so in Ephesians 6.12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. This is certainly not a verse for, for the faint-hearted. It's quite, it's quite a big one. Um, and I think, really... Uh, I think it's really important to be, to be aware that, and be reminded that there, I believe there definitely are powers of evil at play in this world. And to put it simply, I think the enemy is out to deceive us, distract us from hearing God, and even distract us from praying in the first place. I know that's the case for me. And in Peter it says that the devil prowls around. That's a horrible thought, isn't it? The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And it says, resist him. But the good news is that we have ultimate authority to overcome and resist the devil in Jesus' name. But I think for us, for me, it's perhaps important to be quite reflective and aware of our own sort of weaknesses in that and, and, and move away from them. Another thing is important to know. So I'd say that obvious wrong in our lives, I would say, um, can be a barrier. Um, obvious sin in our lives, things we need to put right, um, can be a barrier to hearing God's voice. And as Christians, I think a big thing is being called to examine our hearts and to turn from our own ways and towards God's, um, not just once. But, but on a daily basis and, and regularly, really. Terry, at the beginning, he didn't ask me for my opinion or my thoughts. Not that that would stop me, because mm-hmm. <laughs> as someone who, I guess, just likes to share a bit about their faith, I'm always up for sticking my neck out. Um, Sam as well, uh, thank you, Sam, for your input in the interview um, that he did as well recently um, he did his interview a few weeks ahead of me but um, in terms of my interview to study 
um, of the hope to study to be a, be a vicar, I was given a hypothetical pastoral situation that I had to answer. And here was a real one with Terry. The criteria for the pastoral situation that I had to do in this interview day, that Sam had to do as well, was that we had to show insight and sensitivity of a complex situation, to show good listening skills. Um, I don't know if I'm a good listener, but partly, part of the time. Um, and empathy. Show compassion, pastoral care and wisdom appropriately and sensitively. My response actually was simply, like the psalm in that moment, was, was to identify with Terry. So I just simply said, actually, in this moment, Terry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you lost your dad at 13. Especially when you, you were his shadow, you must have been so close. And then to, to pray to God and, and just feel that God was silent, that must have been so hard. And then just stop there. I discern in that moment that that was enough. I'm praying that our conversation will continue in the future. I'm sure it will. And for wisdom in what to say and opportunities to speak truth and share more. Um, or share some of my faith at least. Um, a bit of wisdom for, for me uh, when I was a student years ago, uh, when I was in the CU uh, and others included. There was this culture of a tendency to try and jump in and, and defend God. Um, broaden just firstly making the person in front of you feel, feel heard. And, um, yeah, that was a good opportunity for me just to, first of all, make sure Terry felt heard. But uh, what I might say to Terry as our time, uh, as our relationship develops, as we might have more chats in the driveway in the future, I'd like to say to him that God is a loving God and he loves you dearly. So can I encourage you to pick up from where you left off all those years ago, to search God out and to pray again, to keep on listening and to be expectant for God to answer and speak. And I believe he will. I believe he wants to meet with you. What I might also say to Terry is that Jesus also knew what it was like to experience the silence of God as Jesus hung on that cross, bearing our wrong, as he breathed his last breath, have any of you noticed the words by David in the first line of Psalm 22 are the same words our Lord Jesus cried as he breathed his last, last, last breath in Matthew. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It took our Lord Jesus to be separated from his Father, our Heavenly Father, for us to be forgiven. In this life, we should pray expectantly. So to conclude, seeking to remove the busyness, the clutter, from our lives and to sit with the ma our, our maker and spend time with him seeking to remove blindness to look up look around and to notice creation 
And finally, to remember that we, we are in a battle. The devil is at play and looking to distract us. But in Jesus' name, we do have ultimate authority. Behind us here is, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And my question is, uh, are we listening? And are we developing the ability to tune our ears to, to listen to him? And just to finish, I've got some, some challenges. So questions here are, do, do you have a quiet time? So a chance to sit and pray, or be like me, maybe to, to walk and pray, um, to read or to listen to the Bible. Uh, there's so many resources uh, out there, which I'm sure you guys all know. Um, Lectio 365 is one of them, a Bible um, reflection app, the Bible in, in one year, um, daily, our daily bread, which is a reflection book that my dad likes to, to read and gives out to people that you can order for free online. There are so many resources. I think it's important to know your, your learning style. Um, you know, for, for me, I've been able to just, yeah, just, just, just to be self-reflective and, and not force things, not, not be wrapped up in, in guilt and just find what works for me um, and to operate from a place of freedom um, to work out what's best, work out that, you know, a quiet time might look a lot different for you than it might look for someone else. Um, my fr- oh, sorry, friend, um, old pastor of the church he used to go to in, in Liverpool, a uh, church called Frontline, uh, Pastor Nick, he said that in, as Christians we have so many habits you know, out, out there in the world, there's so many poor habits, but um, why, why, why not make a good habit uh, in terms of a quiet time and sometimes... Uh, a habit is something you know that is is built upon repetition, and yeah, just sticking at it and making it routine. So so much so that you almost like feel like something's missing, perhaps you know when you when when, when you don't have a quiet time. That's challenge number one. Um, how about taking a break from noise, switching off your phone for a whole 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 day, <laughs> or, or spending an hour sitting in silence or, or perhaps even 15 minutes just set 15 minutes on your phone and just try try a 15 minutes silence what about a mini pilgrimage take yourself off to, off to the south downs for a day um, perhaps once a month uh, alone walking or even along the seafront in Portsmouth don't forget to look up stop, look around perhaps you might want to read this book, check this out the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, or check out the 10 podcasts, which are really, really cool, Fight, Hustle, End Hurry. Or why not gather together, uh, you know, in, with a few people, friends, and further discuss to, to wrestle with this idea um, of God being silent. Where is God when heaven is silent? Um, definitely this talk is not a concluding uh, reflection upon, upon that. It's just uh, part of part of this, um, this 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 wrestling. Yeah, especially I guess the area of battle. How can we resist the devil? And yeah, open up our Bible and seeing what else the Bible has to say about this subject. So yeah, Amen. Let let, let me let me let me pray and and, and yeah, I'll hand over to. Adam.
Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yes, we stand. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, God, we just just thank you for um, you know that we want to trust that you you do you do speak. Oh gosh, and then, and yeah, just thank you. Um, yeah, we just we just want to we just want to hear your voice. Want to encounter you, Lord. Yeah, help us to yeah push through the you know push aside the the, the busyness, um, blindness, Lord, and. And yeah, resist all distractions in in this battle that we have, Lord. Maybe be people that experience you and and hear from you, Lord. Yeah, speak, because we want to be people who are listening. Yeah, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.